Support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative and check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and download. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Narrative Live. As many of you know, uh, the Jeffrey Epstein story is why this podcast began. This is how we started the show uh, about a year and a half ago. Now, yesterday, um, about 61 of Epstein's victims announced that they were nearing a settlement with the estate. It made me wonder quite a lot if the deal also shuts the door on finding out what really happened. And in fact, it also made me wonder whether we're, what we're witnessing is yet another cover-up by Bill Barr of a very important case, a case that's very important to the president, um, Donald Trump. For many of the victims, of course, this outcome, a settlement, is the right thing because it helps pay legal fees. They don't want to keep fighting this. It lets them build a foundation for a new life. And it also closes the door on a terrifying past. But we, America, is still left with many loose ends about a sordid blackmail scheme, arms dealing, money laundering scheme involving espionage, involving a bunch of countries, and we simply don't know what happened and we may not find out. Tonight we're going to try piece together what we know about this narrative because we may not find out about it in court. And uh, we're joined by four or three very fabulous people. Stephen Hoffenberg, who you know, who went to jail for 18 years for the crimes he and Epstein committed. He, of course, is the only one to serve a term in jail uh, for those crimes, the financial crimes at least. And we also have intelligence expert and strategic analyst Eric Garland and also Twitter's mob authority, uh, Lincoln's Bible. Now, if I press one of these buttons, I think all of you can hear me. Hi, how are you guys? Doing great, Sev. Great to be back. Stephen, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what that case is all about, the settlement? What what did it mean? $100 million among 61 victims. Uh, that doesn't seem like an awful lot of money, actually. The 61 so far victims, there's probably going to be many more victims filing claims. Mm -hmm. against this uh, payment fund that's being set up right now. It was approved, actually, by the court, by the judge in charge of this case. So it's starting to go forward this moment. What happens to the co-conspirators? What happens to the Ghislaine Maxwells of the world and the Indykes of the world who are, ma who are managing the estate? Do they just get away, walk away without having to face any justice or criminal court in this matter? Well, there's, this is Stephen, and there's two parts to this. Yeah. One is the civil part for damages that the victims wanted this payment administration fund to address. And the criminal component of the case that you're asking about pertaining to Ghislaine Maxwell and Darren Indyke, who has been charged. He has been charged very substantially for a battery of crimes alongside of Jeffrey Epstein as a co-conspirator in the crimes. Mm -hmm. So I believe he's going to face arrest. There's no question. Oh, you still think that we're likely to see Indyke in a court facing up to these charges? Oh, yes. Yes, I believe that Indyke will face arrest and that there will be punishment and there will be a penalty that's going to be very substantial. 
because the crimes are so substantial. Absolutely. I know so, I know you're addressing Attorney General Barr, mm-hmm. but if he's quarterbacking all this, there's a result here that is going to help the victims, a very major result. And I'm not trying to give him a compliment, but I just want to have clarity mm-hmm. of the facts. This certainly is what, a victory because of the settlement, but... I fear that we may never find out what really happened. So the public will never get closure on a story that's so important. Well, it's not a settlement yet. Mm -hmm. It's a settlement administration so that there can be individual cases getting paid separate damages, Mm -hmm. case by case. And they can use uh, their $635 million dollars they can use a large portion of that $635 million for the settlements. I so see. this is excellent. This is great. But there is no need for any of them to disclose or appear in court or, or share any information about what they did to the American public uh, by blackmailing politicians or whatever else they did. Uh, is there, there's no real imperative for them to do anything like that. Well, this is not a settlement with the defendants in the matter. Mm -hmm. That's not what this is. This is solely settlement fund Mm -hmm. being established for the assets of one Jeffrey Epstein Mm -hmm. as to who gets the assets of Jeffrey Epstein, which is above $600 million. And this is directed toward the victims of Jeffrey Epstein right now. And been approved by the court. So there's nothing. There's nothing in it that says that you can't go after Jelaine or Indyke or anyone else who may have been associated with the estate. Supposedly, there's some wording mm-hmm. in this settlement administration fund about some of the individuals under that immunity agreement originally in Florida when Jeffrey Epstein played guilty and uh, Alex Acosta's, whatever you want to call it, I call it a sham. Mm. And and I believe there's an exclusion or a waiver pertaining to those people named in that uh, special agreement, non-prosecution agreement, mm. that Alex Acosta gave to Jeffrey Epstein and all his uh, co-defendants. So in that case, Shalane will never get uh, sued in a civil court and will never have to respond to to those claims. No, actually, she's been sued in a civil court already. Okay. And she has to respond to those claims. The question raised now is, does she have liability? And we're talking about Jolene Maxwell, the supposed mastermind girlfriend, pimp, uh, head organizer of all these rapes, Mm -hmm. will she be held criminally liable and civilly liable? And there is some language supposedly in this uh, agreement of settlement fund that whoever takes this check can't sue her. Mm -hmm. But others have sued her already. So she's already in court on civil damages. So this is and not it's completely only her cost, and the other co-defendants. So you seem to be excluded. pretty good about what uh, Mr. Barr has done. You feel like he's achieved his his goals successfully and and has actually reached some sort of success here. Yeah, I think 
that the Attorney General of the United States has accomplished an awful lot in this case on the Virgin Islands for the victims. Yes, mm -hmm. I do. Eric, I do you have any the questions? The settlement fund is fabulous. Right. It is, it is very huge achievement. And actually, for you, sir, I got to say, a remarkable personal achievement. Because I know this is something that you've been driving at personally. This is something that you have probably, more than anybody else, uh, have been fighting for. I've logged in a lot of hours at no payment to me for the settlement fund agreement that we've just reached. I've lobbied a lot of people who are part of this, I deal with the victims, with a number of victims daily, mm. daily to encourage them as to what their position should be in the settlement front. And there's an awful lot of work that I'm doing, and I want the victims to get paid. And so does everybody else want the victims to get paid. Now, a lot of people may not realize that you, you, know, you went to jail for 18 years, and you had a bit of a an awakening uh, while in jail, and that's why you've put so much time and effort. Can you tell our well, viewers a little bit about that? Well, it's more than that. I attempted to have Jeffrey Epstein arrested in 1994. Washington Post wrote a very deep story with a lot of evidence that I provided to the lawyers at that time targeting Jeffrey Epstein. I couldn't provide it to the judge in cases, to the courts. There was a criminal case and a civil case, and I could not get it into the judge's cases because the lawyers blocked it. And the Washington Post has published quite a bit of what I said, but I'm being criticized for not getting it into the courthouse, but I couldn't have that block stop sign removed. Jeffrey Epstein put that stop sign up and rigged the case. Rigged the case against you. This was the Towers financial case, is what you're saying? Yes, and the criminal case against me, Jeffrey Epstein rigged it effectively. And we're going to get into that tremendous, a little bit later in the show. But most, tremendous skill. Yeah. Tremendous skill. Most people don't realize that there were other crimes. They just think about the sex crimes. But there were other crimes, including the financial crimes. You went to jail for 18 years. And, and Jeffrey Epstein was managed to, to get away with, without having to even spend a day in jail for those. Well, he rigged the case so that he could slip away. He did that repeatedly. He slipped away from justice. This is the crime of the century. Nobody has ever accomplished rigging cases and slipping away from justice as Jeffrey Epstein did. Nobody in the history of American justice has gotten away with this. This is the first time in this country. I think that's, uh, that's right. And that's why today we're going to go through some of this timeline and see how we can build uh, a shared experience from all our knowledge uh, as to what happened in the last um, you know, 30, 30, 40 years in some cases from the early 70s. Uh, Eric, uh, do you have any questions for Steve? I have so many questions. Um, my overarching question is about capitalism and structured finance and particularly the role of 
cases like this, I'm, obviously there's nothing quite like this, but where you have funds coming in from overseas, bouncing off these uh, unassuming looking islands and changing the fate of economies of other nations. Uh, there's just so many questions for the general public uh, who I think are completely uh, in the dark about this. And for me, as somebody who's been tracking down uh, structured finance for over 20 years, so I'm all questions. But well, if you want to pose a couple of questions so that the public can understand what we're dealing with, the magnitude of this, it's a disgrace. What was the bigger crime? The financial funneling of money from overseas into the U.S. economy for nefarious purposes or the horrible personal things we've heard? Or are they equal in differently horrible ways? There's no scale of justice on the dirty crimes of raping these young girls. There's no justification, there's no reason, there's no ability of Jeffrey Epstein to get away with these crimes in a justice system of laws. It's the worst type of attack on people, on young girls. The financial crimes, there's a history of financial crimes going way, way back to Wall Street, and that's been terribly dirty and corrupt. Epstein has broken new ground that you're looking at now with funneling money between countries, money laundering, arms dealing, gathering of intelligence with nations that want intelligence from other nations. That's groundbreaking turning point accomplishments done by Jeffrey Epstein, never seen before at this magnitude. Where he compromised Prince Andrew, he compromised Bill Clinton, he compromised Donald Trump, he compromised so many other leaders in the United States Congress. It's a horrible set of events, the worst. It really is. Um, LB, are you there? I'm here. Can awesome. you hear me? Yes, yes, absolutely. Oh, I'm glad good. we can hear you. I thought we'd lost you. Hi, uh, do you everyone. have any questions no, for us, Steve? Yeah, I, I can do. hear LB. Oh, oh good. Um, I actually think everyone would love to hear exactly how Jeffrey Epstein came into your life. Who was it that introduced you? Uh, I know that it was a business interview. I heard what you said on um, in the documentary of Netflix and you've said before in public, but just what is your, now looking back on it, what is your take on how he found you and who it was well, that I'm going you to you? provide new information now wherein okay. I may have not dotted every I and crossed every T in my previous interviews because this is an onion that is unpeeling continuously. But mm -hmm. there was a principal at the company I was employed by, Towers Financial Corporation, and the principal's name was Douglas Lease, L-E-E-S-E, who became the employer of one Jeffrey Epstein after Jeffrey Epstein was thrown out of Bear Stearns. The next... Mm -hmm employment that he was able, Jeffrey Epstein was able to secure was with the CEO, 
Douglas Lease, who ran a group of companies based offshore. And Jeffrey Epstein was hired to, to do money laundering, investment banking, financial fraud, all types of criminality around the world. And Anand Khashoggi was attached to that group of companies who helped in training Jeffrey Epstein. And that Douglas Lease and Nicholas Lease, they all participated. Julian so Lease they were armed. Okay. They were so they were dealers. arms yes. dealers. Okay. Yes. So he's, he's yes. brought in to you by some arms dealers who are uh, tied in there with Adnan Khashoggi. And this was right around, was it 1987? Yes, yes. It was in the 80s. He had joined. He joined the arms dealers earlier on. When he left mm -hmm. the interns, he went, he went to work for the arms dealers. Did you know anyone at Bear Stearns? Did you know Ace? Did you know anyone yes. there? Anyone? Yes, oh, yes, tell I me about Ace. Ace. I'd love to hear about Ace. Ace was a very dynamic individual, an extraordinarily talented investment banker, a great mm -hmm. businessman, and a man that became totally impressed and manipulated by Jeffrey Epstein seduced by Jeffrey Epstein, not physically, but mentally. Jeffrey Epstein really got under the skin of Ace Greenberg. He seems to have had a real skill there, right? I mean, he seems to, with him and Wexner, he seems to have really gotten uh, enchanted with, the, with him, some of these investors. Well, Wexner was a different relationship. He was a uh, person was with Jeffrey Epstein in business where Ace Greenberg was a CEO of Bear Stearns that hired Jeffrey Epstein to work right. among thousands of people mm -hmm. at Bear Stearns and moved them up the ladder. That was and different than Leslie Wexner. Right. Okay, and then another question uh, for Steve, if you don't mind. When, when uh, Jeffrey had left, you know, he got kicked out of Bear Stearns because, I don't know if people know this, because he was uh, violating SEC stuff um, with with his a big client that Ace had given him there, Edgar Bronfman, um, who some of your viewers will remember, and if they follow my work, remember, is the son of Sam Bronfman, and we covered that sort of territory before. So he got out of a financial crime there um, and wasn't prosecuted for that or even pursued for that. Um, it, with Ace giving him sort of like a, okay, here's your package, go away. Um, and then he had the Wexner, and then he lands over with these, this group of arms dealers. Somewhere in there, uh, Stephen, he, Jeffrey talked to, I think it was Vicki Ward, and he, not at that time, but in a later interview, and he said what he did was he sort of recovered money for governments that that's, that was his thing. He didn't specify what government. He just said he was in this sort of like a, a financial bounty hunter who went yeah. and found money that people needed. Did you ever know of any of that? Did any of that ever come up in Towers? What was, was he still yes, involved yes, in that? Yes, okay. yes, yes, LB. Number one, when he was thrown out of Bear Stearns, he was put in the penalty box in the United States 
by the Securities and Exchange Commission. He right. was penalized and found guilty of financial breaking of rules at the Securities and Exchange Commission, and he lost his licenses. And so that came about out of the Bear Stearns firing and throwing Epstein out of being a junior partner at Bear Stearns Partnership right. Business. So he did suffer a penalty and a disgrace. Okay. Okay, good. Support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative and check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and download. 